What will you learn today? We're talking about another great passing away. Chad Bozeman left a legacy in films such as Black Panther, played greats like Jackie Robinson and James Brown. But he's back in the news for another not so great reason this last week. Host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast and top TED speaker, Adam Carroll joins us. We're starting your day with a dose of vitamin AC on today's October 22nd version of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Texarkana, Texas. I'm Joe Salcihai. Adam Carroll coming to you from the rockin' metropolis of Des Moines, Iowa, where it snows in October and doesn't leave until April. You get the best 60 days of summer ever in Des Moines, Iowa. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to tackle one about another superstar passing away. Not only do we read over them like some podcasts, we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to plan uh, more effectively. If that's not enough, we'll share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, all in usually less than 20 minutes. Adam Carroll, we finally convinced him to join us. I'm hoping he doesn't regret it yet. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Joe. The fact that you sent me a mug was enough for me. Dude, I get paid in swag. I'm, I'm golden. He's uh, like, yeah. I can see how Adam, Adam Carroll can just be bought. There it is. He's like, my oh, wife, like seriously, another water bottle. How many water bottles do you need? If I'd thrown in a t-shirt, Adam would have moved in with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but tell everybody about the podcast, my friend, because you have a ton of fun helping people build a bigger life. Yes. I, since 2015, I've been doing a show called the Build a Bigger Life podcast. It started out as basically an offhand comment to a friend. Maybe you need to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Somebody who had lots of expenses and not enough income to meet it. And, um, you know, they since have, have eradicated a lot of their debt, increased their income. And as I went along and interviewed people who were building a bigger life, I realized they had nine things in common. And they are the nine core, what I call tenets of building a bigger life, all featured on part of the, on each part of the episode. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And we'll have a link to it, by the way, on our Money with Friends podcast show notes page. Today, we're going to talk about a guy who, you know, Adam, built a very big life and, uh, and sadly left a legacy that, um, well, let's talk about it. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is John. This is David of the Queer Money Podcast. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. All right, today's piece comes to us from page6.com, and it's written by... Francesca Bacardi. Francesca writes, Chet Bozeman's widow has filed a probate case as the late Black Panther star died without a will. Taylor Simone Ledward filed the case last Thursday in Los Angeles is requesting a judge name her administrator of the estate with limited authority according to documents obtained by page six. Ledward listed the estimated value of Bozeman's estate at $938,500. Uh, he secretly, Bozeman secretly, by the way, got married to his longtime love before his death, they reportedly became engaged in October 2019. Chad Bozeman did a ton of great stuff, Adam. It really surprised me knowing a little bit about this story. Maybe our fans don't know a lot about this story, but Chad Bozeman knew he was he was he was 
he was dying for a long time. Mm -hmm. And even on the set of Black Widow knew that he was dying and told nobody and continued working very diligently and doing all this great stuff. I don't understand why somebody who does so much great work like he has dies without a will. I'm I'm in complete agreement, Joe. I I had questions in reading the article and going through even his past history in terms of all the movies he did, and they were all about legacy and these characters who left a legacy. And yet the one legacy that we can all leave in terms of leaving assets and directives and things like that to family, he seemingly or somehow missed. I mean, it's just shocking. The other question I had, and I don't know if this stuck out for you, Joe, was his estate that she listed for probate purposes was $938,500. And you think how many movies did he make millions and millions of dollars? And yet his estate was under a million dollars. Yeah. So what happened? What happened? I, I, I very much wonder that. I also wonder something else too, which is if they secretly got married do you think we're going to see this is a contested situation? Like, is she mm -hmm. filing documents with probate? Because it doesn't seem like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She does have to file documents and show that, but I don't think that that would be a big deal for your spouse to file documents. That right. seems pretty, pretty above board. But the fact that they secretly got married, I wonder if this is going to be another one of those Hollywood contested uh, estates. A great question. And if his name is on many of these assets, but there is no beneficiary or she was not listed as beneficiary, obviously it wouldn't pass directly to her. It would have to go through probate. So you imagine this woman who um, I, I can assume she she probably is employed somewhere, has a job of her own or has access to assets. But if she was relying on him, how long is that uh, probate? court case going to go where all of those assets are tied up and she has no access to it. Is that where, by the way, life insurance comes in, Adam, for a lot of people, just because it's instant liquidity for people, even if they have stuff, especially if you own real estate, let's say you own real estate takes forever to sell that stuff. Yeah. It, uh, life insurance seems to me to be a way to get some liquidity right now. Uh, I, that was one of the first questions I wrote down in my notes in reading the piece was hopefully there was life insurance and the life insurance transfers um, given that someone's an actor, I don't, I don't know that world per se. I don't know if they're given, uh, you know, if there there's life insurance contracts taken out on them when they do a film, I would assume so. Come on. You made a documentary, your lifestyle to the rich and famous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife took out a life insurance policy on me during the documentary. <laughs> I don't think it was for the same purpose. <laughs> going to kill me, but I was in the middle of it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I asked about, uh, insurance. I think, being listed as an executor on on people's will. Uh, this is kind of an interesting point I think we could make on this. I know folks who are like, oh yes, I'm listed on, as the executor on this person's estate. That is not a privilege. <laughs> that is not a privilege for other that you want other people to go through. And the reason why and why this story is so important to your listeners is that the will, the, the last derivative for your financial estate and any kind of intellectual property or anything you're passing along to heirs, it is so critical that that is spelled out because the last thing you want to have happen at the end of your life is then for people to have to pick up all the pieces afterwards and assume what you wanted done with the money or the the resources or the intellectual property. Well, and so the, we've got to make sure we're spelling that out. Well, and the bad news too about spelling it out, seriously, Adam, how much time does it take? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I know how long my wife and I agonized over some of the decisions, but, right? But to, to fully sit down and write something out so you at least have it, 60 minutes. Yeah, not not long. I'm thinking about when Cheryl and I got our estate done, it was nothing. By the way, I was the one that kept putting it off. The guy that was a financial planner at the time, I wanted nothing to do with my estate plan. I felt it was like waving the white flag. And baby, I got to tell you, I came out of that office and I felt awesome. I couldn't believe how great I felt. Like yeah. I felt like such a responsible adult. I don't know what the hell was going on there. You got your adult card at the end of that meeting. I, did, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten the note either about how much I get of the estate, Joe. So I'll, That's, I'll just check that after. I'm that. sure it's, it's, it's on the way. Uh, pieces of the estate plan that we should tell people to pay attention to. I know that, by the way, uh, just so people know, Adam is not an, an estate planning attorney, but as a guy who's been around money topics, I'm assuming that you know a fair amount about this. I, I would like to think that I am dangerously intelligent about it. Um, one of the things for me in particular, we, we have built a really cohesive life insurance plan, not just for my children, but for our grandchildren and future generations. So I think when we start talking about what does the future plan look like, it literally for me is a generational plan. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I would like to think not for control purposes, but that decades from now, generations from now, there are still decisions being made that I have gotten to make for my family that puts them in a better position financially. I'm being told, by the way, by our friends hanging out with us live as we make this podcast that I, I said Black Widow and not uh, Black Black Panther. So that's that's my COVID diagnosis. I, I wonder, by the way, how long I can get away with saying that my lack of doing things perfect is COVID. Like, I think uh, probably six months, don't you think? Oh, I think longer. My uncle, you know, claimed to have had a stroke years ago and, and he just keeps bringing it up. I mean, like, oh, I f you forgot to close the door. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a stroke six years ago. I mean, it's always something that's being brought up. So, you you know, I'm going to be doing that on every show now. Oh, I'm sorry. The COVID. Uh, COVID. Yes. 2020. Yes. Get the sympathy vote there. But, but, but yeah, uh, thanks everybody. It is Black Panther. Um, when you do your state plan, I think there's a few things that are important. Uh, number one, and, and I, I think you, you, uh, alluded to this earlier, Adam, but choosing the right person to be that executor of the will is super important. It should be somebody, uh, obviously it's probably going to be your spouse as the first person. The person I'm really worried about is the secondary person, the contingent if you and your spouse both pass away if you're married, uh, because this person should be somebody who's okay with being seen a little bit as a jerk. Like you want somebody who's also just going to follow your rules. And I'll give you an example of the bad stuff that happens. The executor doesn't have to follow the rules. When my grandmother passed away, my family had a farm. My aunt decided that she didn't want to do what the will said. Uh, the, and, and everybody was fighting her because some people wanted to sell the farm. Some people didn't. People wanted to hunt on it. Some people wanted to farm it. The will said to sell the farm right now. It said to sell it immediately. Yeah. But instead of following it, she's such a nice lady. My aunt is the world's nicest lady. And she let everybody have an opinion. And the bad news was this was just before the 2007, 2008 crisis. And they ended up getting probably about 40% less money because she waited. Wow. 
instead of just doing what the will said. So you got to have somebody that's, that is going to go, nope, this is what it said. I'm going to follow it X, Y, Z, have that person. And then for your kids, you want to make sure you have a guardian for your children. Uh, What I worry about there, Adam, that a lot of people don't know is the guardian can, can be somebody different than the person that handles the money. Like, uh, uh, and, and, and I saw and realized by the way, these people are not going to be friends if you make them two two separate people. But if you've got, if you know somebody who would be great with your kids, but they're horrible with money, a lot of people don't know you can have somebody else be the person who's in charge of the money so that, uh, so that the money doesn't slip through everybody's fingers. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. We ended up partnering with a financial planning firm, um, who, who basically does all of our uh, asset planning. And one of the components of that plan is they have a trust department. So they have trustees that become the executor of the will, if you would like them to. And so that is part of the reason that uh, we went with this group was that we could create very clear, explicit directions. And they said, we will follow these to a T. So I think there is, there is something to be said for having someone that, that, you know, executes the will according to your desires. And then there is someone maybe who is taking care of your kids that is receiving, um, you know, income on a regular basis in order to do that. I could not agree more. Uh, Sarah hanging out with us says maybe Chad Bozeman didn't set up his estate for the same reason Joe resisted. Maybe he was in denial and didn't want to wave the white flag. Uh, uh, I agree with that. I mean, it's got to be that, Adam. It's got to be that the second I make my estate, that means I'm going to die. And based on his workload, the last few months of his life, he was definitely, I don't know if he was in denial, but he was definitely in, I've got more to do here before I, before I go away. Yeah. There was, there were articles about, um, Black Panther 2 and him negotiating for a higher salary on Black Panther 2 and a fear that he wasn't going, I think Hollywood's fear was that he wasn't going to get that gig. Um, much like when the very first Iron Man came out and who was it? Terrence Howard. That was the original um, war machine that was eventually taken over by Don Cheadle. The reason Terrence Howard didn't make it into the next Iron Man was he was negotiating for too much money. And they were like, sorry, dude. Oh, so Chadwick Boseman was actually negotiating for a higher salary on black Panther two. That was not going to start shooting until 2021. So even right up to the point, I think where uh, cancer really had, had riddled his body and he was starting to feel weaker. He was still negotiating for higher amounts elsewhere. So I have a theory about this. Are you, are you open to it? <laughs> I have to be now. I told you we Here. don't edit the show, so <laughs> bring it. I'm holding your live show captive. That's what I'm doing right now. I wonder, because I read an article that he had negotiated a smaller salary on 21 Bridges so that Sienna Miller would actually get more. Because Sienna Miller is like a 38-year-old actress. She was taking care of kids at home. Um, she was really happy being at home with her kids. They asked her to be a part of this. And she's like, only if it's the right amount. But they couldn't come to the right amount. And Chadwick Bozeman ended up negotiating his salary down so they could bump hers up. And I started speculating. My assumption is that maybe he was going about life in like the universe takes care of everything anyway. Because he, I, I assumed him to be a pretty abundant person. He was doing lots of movies. He was making millions of dollars. Yet to, to only have 938000 in an estate having made millions, one might assume that his relationship to money is like, it all takes care of itself anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which, which is, I would love, by the way, 
to prove that by seeing how he spent money. But that's something we will never, ever get to see, sadly. And just he was a, a well-dressed dude. He was a super <laughs> well-dressed dude. Very well-dressed. So I'm, I'm imagining like he had tailors. He had, you know, he had a stylist. He was probably spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions a year on his threads. That's him, my, my, my story. Anyway. Him or Adam Carroll. I'm not sure who the better dressed person is, but uh, it's close. In just a moment, uh, Adam's going to save the show with the best takeaway we've ever had. But in just a moment, uh, that will be in just a moment. Before we get to that, I want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've gone to NordPass.com. With NordPass, you can store your passwords in the cloud and access them on your desktop, on mobile, on your favorite browser, all encrypted on your device for your eyes only. They work, they lock the passwords. You hold the key, get up to 50% off and a 30-day money-back guarantee by heading to nordpass.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. That's nordpass.com forward slash MWF. And what's interesting that has a lot to do with Chadwick Boseman passing away is that when you pass away, uh, I was about to say if you pass away, but really for all of us, it's when, isn't it? I mean, let's be realistic here. When you pass away, other people are going to need to know where all of your things are. And if you use a password manager, that's yet one more clue of how to get into all of your stuff because it's all in one place. Cheryl knows something happens to me. She just goes into NordPass. There's all the different passwords, all the different important places, all in one. What's our big takeaway here, Adam, from Chadwick Boseman passing away without a will? Well, I think the big takeaway is you've worked really hard your entire life to amass a certain amount of assets. And I think that the very simple, uh, yet not overly simplistic solution to this is figuring out how do I create a document that will make sure that those assets that I've worked really hard to accumulate pass immediately to my beneficiaries, to my spouse, my children, et cetera, without going into financial purgatory. Uh, that is the probate process. And that financial purgatory does a couple of things. Number one, it will somewhat soil the reputation that you have with your family into the future. I know lots of families who have gone through this process that then sort of curse the, you know, the, the person who has passed because they didn't set things up on the back end and it made it very, very difficult. Do yourself and your family a favor, get that will written and make sure you avoid probate at all costs. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to add on that is it took me an hour. It takes an hour. And I felt way better than I thought I was going to. So, and I, and I, and I think you will too. I've, I, I, let's put it this way. I've never heard anybody, Adam say, I feel worse because I did my estate. I really wish I wouldn't have written my will, my estate plan. <laughs> why, why did I do that? And we're laughing, but clearly there's a lot of people. I had that wall in front of me. I think a lot of people have that wall in front of him and you will feel better than you think. Yeah. I heard a rumor that you've got some really awesome stuff coming up on the podcast, my friend. I have some awesome stuff coming up on the podcast. Yes. Which rumor mill have you been listening to? Uh, the one that, um, the one that, uh, well, page six, clearly page six <laughs> is saying that Chad Wick Bozeman passed away without an estate and that Adam Carroll has some fantastic stuff coming up on the show. What's coming up on the show? I have, I have so many guests that are coming up in the next few episodes that are all part of my freedom series. And the freedom series are people who are experiencing a certain level of freedom in the midst of all this chaos that we've had throughout the year. Uh, some have geo-liberated. This is a new term that I did not 
uh, I was not aware of until they brought it up, Joe, but geo liberation means you are not, not homeless, but house free, meaning you don't have a permanent location. You're geo liberated. You can live wherever you choose. I tried that. How did that work for you? Not good. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I can see why it's for some people and I'm glad that I tried it, but not for me. I like stuff. I mean, I don't I, like, I wouldn't say I'm a mass ton, but I like having books. You know, I like having, I have a couple of guitars over here. I like having some things that make me feel like I'm at home. So one of my guests has geo liberated. Um, I have another one who's figured out from an emotional health, brain health perspective, how to free yourself from all of the chaos and fear and divisiveness and extremism that's going on today. Um, because I think that's part of the challenge that people are in. Um, that if we want to, you know, make friends with our money, we actually have to be in a very peaceful place anyway. And I don't know that people are experiencing a lot of peace. So that's one of the episodes coming up. Just a lot of like really good down home, cool stories of people you'll listen to and they'll go, I need to do that. I, I didn't realize that there was any mess going on this year. You, you that, that, that was the surprise for me. I'm like, wow, really a mess. What are you talking about? Blinders on. <laughs> Talk about having COVID. My God. Yeah. Uh, this is the year of, of just absolute ugly, ugly, ugliness. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Adam is back and we are talking about Google certification. At least one university president of a major liberal arts college is, is really saying that maybe, maybe higher education needs to be looking in their rearview mirror at this. What's it all about? We'll be back here tomorrow, Adam and I, with more Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.